All right. We just discovered it's 11-11 here coming to you from Southern California. And yeah, welcome. This is Laura Jane or LJ. And this, what we're calling our rough draft. So we may or may not publish it. We're still deciding. We'll see what happens. But I'm here with one of my closest and bestest friends, Stephanie Bradley. And we're doing what we're calling a rough draft of a podcast we've been seeing and having come through in our own conversations for years now. And so we're going to have fun doing a rough draft today and see what happens. So we're here in the living room of Stephanie's house where I just moved in to be a roommate. So we're having fun at this stage of life as near 50-ish women. (laughs) I'm a little over 50. Stephanie's a little under 50. And we're, yeah, we have some things we feel like we want to share. And so what we're aiming to do here is, I feel like it'd be fun to talk about why we would want to do such things is get together and talk and share some things with you that might be helpful. And right now, what we're creating today, if we publish it, if you get to hear this, is going to be going up on my podcast, the two new podcasts. But we do have visions and plans to create our own platform with our own podcast and just figuring out that technology of how to do that best. So in the meantime, here we are. And we're so happy you're here. And it does still work with the themes that I have had here on the two new podcasts, which seems to be about how we're tuning ourselves, how we're taking care of ourselves with our practices, our perspectives, our psychology. That's where alliteration helps me because they're all P words. So (laughs) I know I say it's about practices, perspectives, and psychology. So this all falls under that in its own ways, and it will. Um, But some of our aims, I know, we want to do here and be brave about is let ourselves talk about some of our recent realizations and experiences with things like dating and romance and relationships. And so it will still involve things like talking about our self-care and our spirituality and how we're tuning and taking care of ourselves. But we want to talk about some of those more hot topics and share what we feel like might be helpful from what we're learning and experiencing and discovering with our own work with ourselves, right? Not because we've mastered everything or anything, but just what we're learning and discovering and wanting to share. So we're doing this in a way of like passing the mic because it's fun to do it that way. So I think I'll already just want to hand it over to you, Stephanie, just so you have a chance to start to say anything that you might want to say. (laughs) And... I can mention she's already rolling her eyes at me. <laughs> no, because, well, I encourage us to enjoy that we can do this in um, an intuitive, um, improv-like way. That's the way I like to create and record. And I know that she's so authentic and in flow that that makes sense. So, yeah, we want to talk about, I mean, why do we want to talk about relationships and romance and things like dating? Like, what's in it for you, Stephanie, to talk about that? <laughs> Are you willing to? Uh, I'll ask a question. Yeah, there you go. What's, what's in it for me? Um, you know what? I was asking myself that as we were getting ready to start this and pulled my own cards for this purpose. And what I 
ended up pulling and opening up to was was a card pull called the heroine's journey and Mm. that 100 percent would answer the question of why would I do this so you get five cards in this level of a pull and first is the call and the threshold and the ordeal the boon and the return like what is the return that you get on this this pull Mm. so you know we can talk about like these throughout this and each one and Mm. what that would mean for either one of us Mm. as we did this card pull together but you know basically you've got the fault line those places in life where i'm gonna put that down because i just don't want to hold it (laughs) um the fault line is the card that i pulled for the call so Mm. it is that fractured space in life and you know dating now I'm mm. I'm just under 50, you're just over 50, and we're both single. We both, you know, we've known each other for 20 years now, and, um, and we both have kind of evolved from full-time mothers and wives to single ladies living here together and dating and comparing stories and supporting each other through that right and I see this fault line really as being the space where that began for both of us divorce Mm, mm. why should we be talking about it right now well because here we are we're at this next phase of life and the kids are growing up and they're dating and making families even and um, here we are dating again so that's what you and I are talking about Hmm. When we're talking, I mean, yeah, we're talking about a lot of other things. We have great, full, amazing lives. We're traveling. We're adventuring. We're having really great highs and really dramatic lows at times, right? But we've continued to find support and comfort Mm. and sisterhood Mm. in comparing these stories of marriage, motherhood, divorce, dating, sex. Um, are you dating online? Are you not dating online? What does it mean if you're dating? What does it mean if you're not? What is, you know, here we are now in that stage of life. So we are talking about this shit all the time. So that's why, um, and I get so much out of my sisterhood, of my community, my companionship of those people who um, surround me in my community. And I believe that they do as well. So sharing my personal journey, um, I think is just a way to hold space for anyone to feel comfortable sharing their personal Mm. journey, whether Mm. it's dating or marriage or motherhood or not. Maybe Mm. it's, maybe it's something completely different, Mm. but I think a lot of people don't feel safe being themselves or being honest. I think it's really easy to be honest when you're talking about Things that feel good and positive. Um, it's really hard when your honesty hurts other people's feelings or hurts mm. your standing in life for the respect that people might have for you mm. or the way they see you, the way they do or do not want to be friends with you or in relationship with you or choose you in the way they may actively not choose you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to swipe left. Mm. Right, and all the ways that we see that we react with each other. And I think that's some of what we've been seeing, how much it's brought up what we see we want to work on in ourselves to be out doing things like dating <laughs> and the ways we've seen ourselves 
be with people and experience things like rejection or <laughs> yeah. or what it means to be toxic <clears throat> and um, yeah, and just making sense of that from a hopefully more evolved, like we were just talking about that we both like the idea of unity consciousness as what we're going for in like life and what we want for the world. So even coming at it from this more unity consciousness and how we can use things like dating even, right, as a chance to learn learn more about of our, ourselves and how much it's about loving ourselves more, right, and our connection with ourselves as the thing, right? That's definitely one of our core themes is coming back to how much it's about our relationship with ourselves. Yes. Right? Like I was saying our, at the end of Sex in the City, realizing that's a show we both love. Yes. And many people do. But how the last line in that show is... And that was written by men, I think, but I still like the theme, is that she's saying, like, still, while you have these best friends and these men you love, and but still the relationships that most is important is your relationship with yourself. So it's like, I think that's what you and I keep coming back to. Like, that's where our power really is. And to see things like the dating and the romance, to keep coming back to how can I heal, how can I change and and make different choices <laughs> from that yeah well you know I think too that 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 struck with me something like if I how can I want other people to be with with me if that if that's a feeling I have like anyone like I want this person to be with me or I want a partner or I, I want this I want this how can I want that if I'm if I don't feel comfortable with myself and giving myself that level of desire. Like mm. I love being with myself. Mm. I love now. Mm-hmm. I didn't, mm-hmm. but I do now. Yeah. Because of like the work you've done. Yeah. Because like, of yeah. the work, because the of work the study. Of just looking out why you didn't like being with yourself. Basically. The study of myself. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, Oh, why do you find that unattractive? Why do you not like that about yourself? And then, and then coming to the realization that you can change the things that you don't like. Mm. And if there are things that you can't change, let's say like physical or mm. capability or, you know, socioeconomic, there are, there are ways to work with what you have Mm. Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. and to as you were saying like what if this is a journey of never ending Mm. Mm -hmm. right like there's always the temporariness well and the temporariness of uh of the meat skeleton to like the infiniteness of our nature and existence which is like in no way me being like hey if you have a disability like just just look on the bright side. I don't, I can't speak on that because I don't come from that. I don't mm. at all. But I definitely have things that I tear myself, have torn myself up about that are just insecurities. Mm. They're just insecurities right. from another place that aren't... Like, even when I get to the level of like, wow, okay, I like looking at this meat skeleton of mm. mine. Like, like, it looks great and mm-hmm. it feels desirable in my head, whatever that is. Um, that doesn't change the way that I feel inside. Mm, right. At, in fact, I, uh-huh. I have been in the worst, worst mental state of my life when I was being told by the world that I was incredibly attractive, mm-hmm. so desirable. So, like, I was given all of the accolades, right. and it was like, okay, well, look what I just did. I just, I just presented this 
version of myself that isn't mm-hmm. real. Right. And that mental, emotional state is important. Right? That's, that's the temporary you version. you and I have been realizing in that we're talking about here is that our mental, emotional state is important. And if we're going to date, that's going to be something we're going to want to be taking care of and even see that it's going to probably trigger us. God, right? yeah. Or, 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 or it's like it's like say, bumper cars all along the way. You're like, or, or, boom, 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 every right, way you turn, right, something's going to knock see you. That that's maybe helpful because it's like helpful maybe to help us see where we have room to grow and yeah. where it's still about building our own self-esteem and our own self-love, right? Like that if we could see that that's what it's here to do, then maybe we wouldn't get so pissed <laughs> and call other people toxic and ghost them and, and all the other things oh, we do to them. Be reactionary. Be reactionary. Exactly. Be, be reactionary. reactionary. That's right. just like, for me, I'm like being reactionary. That's a great way to say it. And I was just listening to a teacher I love right now, Michael Singer, talking about letting go of reactive energies. And he was reminding how reaction is coming from these inner feelings, right? So it's coming from usually being reactionary from fear, probably, right? Or a lack of self-love. And so that's where it's like the answer is to look at where is it coming from and help yourself with that. So, yeah. yeah I think <laughs> that, like, I think that you even have to, like, before you can make the steps to look at where it's coming from, you have to get out of reactionary mode. And that's the thing is a lot of people, I think myself included, have tried, we tried to put like the cart before the horse, like doing the things that you think you should be capable of mm-hmm. before you've done the work to be able to, to, to do those things. Like yeah. the really small steps of backing up, of giving to ourselves before we give to others, mm. including our family, mm. including our children, mm-hmm. including mm-hmm. our partners, our jobs, anything outside of self because self does need to be tended to, to the very highest of right. honor in order to provide the highest level of service to the world, right. whoever that is that we interact with, right? Yeah. So if I don't love myself, what am I projecting out to the world? Unconsciously, I am unlovable because mm-hmm. that's how I feel. Mm-hmm. So my energy, because in my head, I'm like, I am unlovable. I am depressed. I mm-hmm. am angry. I am reactionary. So now my energy to the world is telling the world energetically mm. that that's who I am. And even people who aren't energetic readers, the meat skeleton, the we energy. Are energetic we are all readers. Energy, we just don't realize it. Right? Which yeah. is some <laughs> of us just study yeah, self more. more aware and, of it. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I would... I would say it's not, the work is not for the, like, it's not for the weak, but the reality is, is none of us are actually weak. Right. Well, and that's where it seems to be about having the right support. But I feel like what you brought up there is that part of becoming less reactionary is in our self-care. Like our self-care is part of how we're going to be less reactionary. If we're like feeding ourselves and taking care of ourselves and listening to ourselves and honoring ourselves. So yeah, that's fun to, for us to realize in our why here is we are talking about how self-care plays a role in, um, it seems to be something we're talking about and, and passionate about, is, and learning for ourselves is how much our self-care is part of how we become less reactionary and part of how we can use the dating as, as growth instead of torture, you know, because of using it as a, a weapon, way, a way to, take, to do that self-work, to yeah. do the work, right? And, and I know, like, for me, that includes things like journaling is such a big practice for me. And it was cool in that book about trauma, the body 
keeps the score. He yeah. has a whole chapter about how we now know through research how things like writing and journaling help us with integrating the story of things because our brain needs to kind of be able to put it in the language. Mm -hmm. And when you're doing it on the page, you can do it more openly versus talking to someone else. And you're more likely to let things through and it just, you know, the integration of it, of course, the energy release of it. So yeah, yeah that's where for me, things like journaling are huge. And I can't imagine how I would have been dating so far, even though I've been a little wild in my responses. <laughs> it's yes. definitely helped. And it yes. continues to, right? Because just ways we can be, or meditation of any sorts, because I would say journaling is a form of meditation, my, and just being more mindful, right? Which your brand right now is called the Art of Mindful Magic, right? Yes. And that's where I know you and I both are so just in awe of the power of mindfulness and really how it's all mindfulness. And like I now want to teach and share that yoga is all about mindfulness. And um, so, yeah, how being more mindful is helpful in, in dating and romance mindful and relationships. And mindful, life. yeah. Right? Mindful like, dating, yeah. mindful romance, mindful sexual yep um sexual interactions and life mindful right. mindful sex lives and how did i come mindful to that? use of our right. sexual energy and mindful understanding of our sexual desires right and our desire to have that <laughs> well and you know what too is it's like i love that mindfulness comes is is where i go back to mindfulness is my you know, quote unquote brand mindful right. logic because it is all alchemy. Mm -hmm. And I have, quite frankly, practiced out-of-my-mind magic. Mm. Oh, right. Uh -huh. Out-of-my-skull magic I had practiced and thrown around energetically. Mm -hmm. What do you mean by that, out of your Well, mind? you know, it's like now we've got art, the art of mindful magic, which is like oh. art is learned. It's, it's learned over time and behavior and practice as is magic mm. and alchemy in itself and understanding of energy and you know it never it's never ending the study mm. is never ending mm. but <clears throat> you know and they say that in the 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 medicine man the medicine woman shamans in some cultures um wise women whatever it is that they that is your elders you know those who have studied and been and and gone through the dark night of the soul probably many, many times because in order to become a learned healer, mm. one must face the darkness and healing within oneself. Mm. And and like, you know, we've said before, there's trauma and there's levels of trauma of whatever, but trauma is trauma. And undealt with, whether that's whether that's not being chosen you know in school and enduring some form of childhood bullying that people maybe dismiss but but impacts us you know being dismissed in childhood by parents who were busy or you know who were in good faith doing their best but maybe didn't meet really crucial needs in the first five and and those impacts and traumas do need to be addressed within oneself they will impact the relationship you have with your partner of choice, with mm -hmm. with your job, with the world, with your your children if you have them or get mm -hmm. them. Right. And and everybody can use mindfulness in their life. Now when I say out of my mind magic, 
you know, we have to circle back and say that I do believe that what you put out does come back to you in many, many ways. It might not be exactly a duplicate. It's not an exact boomerang. It might not be instant, but there's a lesson that you, that is served in the way that we throw energy at other people, other things in the world. Right. And the bounce back in that is that you will have a lesson in it. Mm-hmm. If it's not for you, it's mm-hmm. going to teach you a lesson. Mm-hmm. And if it is, it's going to be a blessing, a blessing, a blessing. That's a new mm-hmm. thing. It's going to be a blessing and a lesson. Mm. Yeah. Because if it's not, <laughs> I'm not growing. Mm. Yeah. So I'm, that's the way you like. To I'm not in my, I'm in not in mind. my body. Yeah. You know, what makes me feel magical? That's the card that is pulled for today, mm. right? That's one of those. We're talking about relationships, partnership. What makes me feel magical? What makes me feel magical is when I'm being mindful in my body and my heart and my, my sex desire and drive. Right. When, when I am being mindful about that mm-hmm. and knowing that I can have whatever I want, mm. is there a cost? Is there a blessing or a lesson? Yes. Mm. Is the blessing worth the lesson? Mm. Yeah. Because I previously would just, jump in and see what happened and deal with the results afterwards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whatever desire drove the bus at that moment was what was answered. Okay, well, I'm going to answer every call and I'm going to find out. <coughs> because if my body says it wants this, it, I, I, I should get it. Like, right? Isn't that honoring myself? Isn't that listening mm. to myself? Mm. Isn't that living my truth? Mm. Not necessary. Mm. Hmm. Not necessarily. Because if I'm not dealing with the underlying issues of super basics, right? We're going to talk about really lame things that nobody wants to do. Have you drank enough water today? Mm -hmm. Have you eaten appropriate food that Mm -hmm. feeds you and gives you the nutrients that you need to make solid and good choices and to get through a day of whatever it is? Minding kids, animals, working working out, whatever it is that you're doing with your meat skeleton, have you done just the very basics of that? And the answer is usually no. Yeah, so basic (laughs) self-care as the first step. That is self-care. Like foundational for foundational and our nervous system. And then you get intricately into all the other stuff that you can build upon. Well, you know, maybe my particular meat skeleton needs extra iron or needs more sunshine or responds mm-hmm. really well to long walks or does like lifting weights to move. It's, you mm-hmm. know, maybe I like rowing or swimming or surfing, whatever the heck that is. Right. Are you listening to that? Right, doing are you, something to get yourself in your body and connect with your Whatever body, way that that is. Yeah. Are you mindful? Are you aware of the fact that sometimes the body will unconsciously hold its breath Mm. because it's not integrated with the emotion and the mental mm. space. Mm. Probably not. You probably haven't taken a deep breath and released it in the day. Mm. These, are, these are free things. These are basics. And if we are not willing to focus, self-included, because this mm. is out of my mind, choices mm-hmm. have begun with these very, very basic things. Well, now I'm going through life dehydrated, mm-hmm. not... not given the proper nutrients yeah. that I need. So I'm not myself, right? What do they say? You're not yourself when you're hungry. It's like mm. a Snickers. Oh, That's a Snickers. You're not yourself oh, when you're hungry. I say nobody's, like nobody's, yeah, fun to deal with when they're hungry, basically. No. Yeah. yeah. But some of, us will even, some of us will even deny hunger. Totally. So and their body's basic okay. food. So, you know, yeah, it's like all these things will, will have an impact on the decision of who I date, who I don't date, 
who, how I interact with those yeah. people, how my relationships go, mm-hmm. because am I presenting my best self? My best self is not just my best self that went for a run and got up and did the chores and checked the list. It's also the one that drank the water and had mm-hmm. a practice so that right. I wasn't living in a hurting meat skeleton. Right. I was living in a, you know, I've got my yoga practice. I've dedicated that. Mm-hmm. I've done, and these are spaces where my body still has gaps. Like we've talked about, you are building with me a practice, a personalized practice to help where I need to pay attention and give myself, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. the 15 minutes in the morning that I right. don't do. Some I'll do it right at night. Exercises. I don't do it in the morning. Right, and yeah. You're like, yeah, you're going to do this. So I'm really excited about this program that we're mm-hmm. starting with us too. But I do find that when I have been out of my mind dating, I'm not doing any of those basics. And in turn, I'm mm-hmm. not honoring my body in any way. Mm-hmm just on the base level. Mm-hmm. So it becomes really, really easy to not honor myself on deeper yeah. levels. Right. My so body. the more our self-care is lacking, the less connected we're going to be in our relationship. I'm not treating others. my body like right. my temple. So. Why would I ever expect anyone else to? I don't. Right. If, I'm, if I am a tower of McDonald's and no water, just Coke and laying and maybe technology... That version of me is a very different version that you're going to date than the one who is honoring herself and doing that, right? right? right. So who is the person that's going to date that version of me who's not honoring herself? Mm-hmm. Somebody who is okay with people who don't honor themselves. Well, right. now I've made myself very comfortable mm. in a space that isn't actually calling me to the highest level of self. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. that a lot of these dating out of my mind space was really making a choice where I wasn't being mindful. Mm. Right. And of course, there is the ah. space where I was literally acting like a full blown crazy person, and you know we can go into that in a future episode. Well, but that's what? part of not being mindful is you're you're expressing in a different version. Well, I think that helps us see that mindful includes the body, and that's the reason like holistic means mind, body, spirit, mm-hmm. which also includes the emotional. And I think some of what you're bringing up is like. When we're in emotional pain, we're just going to take that out on others. So part of the work needs to be continuing to take care of our own emotional healing. And then how self-care is part of how we do that. And just part of managing ourselves is um, self-care, the basics on all levels, mind, body, spirit ways, right? Um, But how much that is going to impact how we're going to show up in relationships and and what we're going to attract in relationships and just unavoidable. And, but then also interesting how also then even the right one may be someone who's still going to bring up our stuff. And that maybe that's something we need to be open to. Oh, our stuff's always going to be For the up. rest of our lives, even with our soulmates, quote unquote, it's going to be the person perhaps. I mean, a lot of teachers are talking about that right now. And it's like, yeah. fuck, it's probably true. And even like Ram Das talks about how the hardest yoga is relationship. Mm-hmm. And if you're really in it, then in, in that way, and your partner wants to be that you're like, Help me see how I need to awaken. Like that could be your your attitude with your partner. So yeah. you're knowing they're going to be bringing up your stuff. This yep. is going to be the person who triggers you the most. Absolutely. So it's like, whoa, that's absolutely. So that's like, but that's very different though. I think we got to clarify between like the old twin flame energy where you have that chaos and fighting. So you're like, oh, this is my soulmate. But it's so. But yeah, I think it's an interesting blend to know. Either way, I think the more that we're taking care of ourselves, mind, body, spirit, and being mindful about it, then we can align with a partner who is going to be that soulmate and that only enriches each other, but 
Also, part of it is going to know that they're going to be the person you're going to continue to do the work through. And it doesn't mean they're a jerk. It just means <laughs> they're here to help you see, continue to see where you could love yourself more, right? And where you could open your mind more or be less dogmatic or grow, right? Or awaken. Like, I love that Ram Dass talking about it as awakening. Like, this relationship's here to help you awaken, not to make you happy, <laughs> But to help you awaken, right? Isn't right. that so interesting? Right. And but then, but it's also cool, not here to make you unhappy. And but that that doesn't have to be. Like he'll talk about not everybody wants that, and some people want mm-hmm. it. They don't want it to be. They don't want to have a relationship that's like yoga. That is about the union that you actually could find through really merging more and more in a healthy way. So it's interesting. Like he was saying, he can't. I think at that stage in his life, he's like, when I get in a relationship like that, I start to lose myself. So it's like I, for me right now, it's not yes. like the thing. So that's interesting because I think 100%. I agree. Yeah, me too. So I think there are stages where maybe I'd like to think there are stages in our lives. Not Hopefully not, some of us are like, well, I don't know. And that, that's where you can also understand it's not all about having a relationship. Not everybody's you know. maybe built to do that. But certainly stages in our life that maybe that's why we think we want a relationship because we can, quote, and so go lose ourselves, avoid ourselves, right? right? How much did you and I realize we were avoiding ourselves because then when we got divorced we thought oh I was unhappy with him and then right. years later we're like oh no I was unhappy with me even if we had our fault. issues it was like oh shit now shit, here I am guy. and I think that's some of the personal work you and I've been doing oh, big in this stage of life not only through the dating but through the stage of the kids being older and more time but the dating's definitely been a place to see it like for me I've seen so much about myself I haven't wanted to see how <laughs> sensitive I can be how reactive how even mean sometimes in my reactions and assuming the worst and just so fear-based and it's like like you know I don't even have like relationship trauma seemingly from I've only had nice men take care of me before my dating so it's like where did that all come from but it's obviously because my self-esteem has been low and it's been hard that it's shown me how low my self-esteem has been and that until I find my ways to raise my self-esteem, I'm not going to be the person I want to be dating. You know? Well, yeah, it's um, like not it's, seeing your own value yeah. is when you're is coming from lack of the world. Yeah. yeah, it's because then you react for it's yeah. So it's and then the ways that we can hurt other people from that pain. Like Big I definitely, time. yeah, it's because that's where I live. Like again, people like Ram Dass help us see that everybody's got their own level of suffering, and it's just about becoming more compassionate. I don't want to be out there hurting other people with my pain, but I have. <laughs> Big time. But that's where I'm glad I think having community, like, and that's maybe what we can see we want to do with this podcast even. And maybe we could even, if we want, like, call it to a close pretty soon, but I'll give you time to talk too. But um, is to see that we want to help us all hurt each other less and that we, oh, but the sense of community maybe that we can add with this podcast. Because, like, for me and you, it's really helped to have each other, for instance, to talk about these things, to realize when we're being toxic, to see how it's about our emotional work. So I think part of why we would want to record these things is to help us all just be in that space more. Like, let's take care of ourselves more. Let's see how... Let's get it together. And just so that we can hurt each other less, right? That's part of our why, is because we love humans. And wouldn't it be nice... If we could, it's like peace on earth, basically. We're just, you it's part are of our, sweet soul. right? I mean, I think that's part of our highest hope with this is that maybe it'll relieve someone's suffering or get them to drink more water or to just think about 
some of these things that might help I'm, them. I don't even drink. I just, I want to make a disclaimer life. that I do not, in fact, drink enough water. <laughs> so these are things I just, you say to yourself. Well, you're talking I'm to yourself. I'm just putting it out into We're the world that I, too, do not drink enough water and, and, and preach, you know, living mindfully. But at, at the end of the day, it's like I am constantly, I'm a work in progress and I have well, as we talk about dating, you know, and the Tinder tales and the way that it's affected us and mindful dating and out of your mind dating and whatnot, I have learned really valuable lessons about myself through dating that I did not learn while I was married and it was not, it was not my ex-husband's fault. Um, yes, I take accountability that yes, it was, was my fault. Um, but I also see where the lessons I needed to learn the lessons and mm-hmm. those weren't all blessings. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of places where they maybe were maybe they didn't fact, feel like blessings. Maybe they were blessings, but they didn't feel like it. <laughs> Depends on how well, they, they, they were, they definitely weren't <laughs> blessings to people in my life who were hurt by them. Mm-hmm. And so I, for me personally, you know, I'm always willing to incorporate my dark, my dark self because the dark passenger who, can come up and you are very, very, you know, I call it, I call, I call us Ebony and Ivory in the ways of like, I, I really will always speak from a like, okay, see the dark and that. And you're like, well, there's light and I see the light and here's the shininess of it. Well, no, because I think you were just saying a little bit ago that things that we can see them as blessed. Remember, because you said yeah. lessons. So you're saying everything's a blessing and a lesson. So I was just bringing well, that perspective not, up again. Some are just a terrible okay, so curse upon the world. Blessings. Some those things are, are not. But those are just lessons, right? though. <laughs> but I still learn right. something from mm-hmm. it. Maybe it was something that I didn't want to learn. Maybe it was something that I in hindsight, would say, would I choose differently and learn and not learn that and rather just know it? Of course. Of course I would. Right. But it's like maybe but you saying that it did, you did grow through it, maybe that's the blessing of it. You know, I'm just saying. It blessed me. And at this point in life, blessing. it 100% <laughs> has blessed my children, my family, mm-hmm. my life in by doing the work that I've needed to do to look at the darkness that I've felt more comfortable in than the light. Mm-hmm. And that has mm-hmm. been my journey is mm-hmm. why do I feel so much more comfortable in darkness and mm-hmm. chaos and reactionary mm-hmm. fight, flight, freeze, yeah. fawn. Why am I, why am I stuck here on this loop? Why am I living here and thinking that this is normal? Yeah. You know, and that's where the mindfulness came out. And that's mm-hmm. where, uh, quite honestly, I think I out of my mind parented and, and was married the entire time. I think that that became such a state of normality for me mm-hmm. that I was actually seeking even bigger ways to make an impact in an explosion, almost to like break it apart so mm-hmm. that it had to be mm-hmm. smashed to the ground in order yeah. to build it back up. Mm-hmm. And I hate that there have been, mm-hmm. you know, it's, there's, there's been fallout from it mm-hmm. and the fallout is, some permanent is some, mm-hmm. it just is what it is in those right. ways, right? Right. But there have been really beautiful lessons that I've learned in dating because I blew up my relationship in my marriage and my life mm-hmm. in that way mm-hmm. that I wouldn't have now had mm-hmm. I not done that. And I do think I am a better person now yeah. than I've ever been. Right. right, and that's all we can hope <laughs> for is we might just keep... 
get becoming a more expanded and yeah. higher version of ourselves. And that's what I feel. That's, that's what I feel is possible. And that's where the positivity part, part comes growth. in. Yeah. And I incorporate, I'm trying to incorporate that space. That's where I feel like I'm in my study is I'm incorporating the dark and the light and knowing that both can exist. Like we said, mm-hmm. I also believe that energy goes on forever and death is not permanent. And, you know, am I at the level of this this studied person who is now at the level of consciousness that they're like, well, maybe there can't be a point where that doesn't because of the energy. And I do believe mm-hmm. that that level of energy exists mm-hmm. and there is possibility for it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, mm-hmm. in, in reality... Mm-hmm. I actually am finding that really great yin and yang of fantasy and reality and knowing that those things at this point with technology, with our knowledge of self, with the work that people are doing to learn Mm -hmm. about energy magic Mm -hmm. and and exchange and conscious dating and coupling and like out of my mind magic, you know, I had a, I had a deep ritual connection with a twin flame and yeah, it literally was made of fire. And I got burned. And we both did. And we both had lessons from it. But we also experienced knowing what vibration we want to be at mm-hmm. with someone in life. I think that's what your twin flame comes in to show you. Mm-hmm. I think that a twin flame is somebody who really shines light on all that is possible. Mm-hmm. And has the ability to burn it all down if you choose to phoenix rise out of it, mm-hmm. you know. But that is what it is. You are you are seen. Mm-hmm. This is a this is almost a mirrored, energetic fire desire mm-hmm. flame. It's this mm-hmm. part of your energy that it mm-hmm. has found its its mirror in mm-hmm. a way. Yeah. And it gives us this opportunity to really see within ourselves mm-hmm. what we want to be, what we want to give, mm-hmm. what we want to exchange within mm-hmm. connection with another person. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think twin flames hella do. I hope that it's like, I hope that everyone is prepared when you find your twin flame to, to not burn everything to the ground. But mm-hmm. I also know that maybe for a lot of us, that is what it takes. Mm, right. To, right. to be to phoenix out of burning literally everything mm-hmm. down to the ground. Yeah. I'm glad you explained that because, I mean, I'm someone who I can enjoy the idea of things like twin flames. I would never try to say I know for sure if there's such a thing. But I also, it gets me wondering if we can also see there can be aspects of twin flame in many of our relationships, if there is such yeah. a thing as twin flameness. Um, so I'm just curious about it all, but I, uh, and you I know, think you know everybody's me, version hopeful, of but it. I'm a skeptic too, where I'm like, Always. well, we don't know for sure there's such things as twin flame. And, but I just like to hear different people's understanding of what they think it is. And, and yeah, I'm feeling like it's just helpful to be aware that many, many relationships maybe can have those aspects to it. And that even just the understanding that every relationship maybe could play that role in that it could be here to grow us and see, you know, so it's like interesting to consider. I think that there are aspects (laughs) of, of, well, and here's the thing about it is that I believe that twin flame energy exists for those who believe that twin flame energy exactly. exists. Yes. So that's where I just don't that's where my to magic, themselves. My like, magic. It's definitely a thing and I have to find mine and there's only one and it's going to be like this. No. I, that's where I get nervous about. It's all for somebody else. Believing someone else's idea like it's a fact, right? It's well, like, you know, and here's a spiritual the thing, thing where we can't prove it. My, discla- my disclaimer <laughs> for anyone, me, as as but I my disclaimer science. for everyone is to say, 
you can believe whatever you want. These are my beliefs in the way that I think. (laughs) I quite honestly, and this is where, this is where I am not like politically friendly in that. I don't, I don't need to hear the negative side of what could be or who might not like it or it might not appeal to you. If my story or my space doesn't appeal to you, I don't expect it to appeal to everyone. I am this flavor and I quite frankly don't care who doesn't. I don't care. It doesn't affect me if you Mm. like me and it doesn't affect me if you don't like me. And this is the space in life that I have really worked hard to achieve. So I'm never going to project wait a minute, I need to back up. I can't say never because I don't know the future. Yeah. But I can say that I'm very consciously choosing not to not to focus any mm-hmm. energy on who might misinterpret mine or feel right. some kind of way that isn't great because in my study, in healing, it doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. It hurts. Mm-hmm. Right. To, it hurts to, to like, be triggered. It hurts to feel to like, wait, wait, what if I'm not? What if that doesn't appeal to me? It doesn't have to appeal to you. Right. Something right. else can appeal to you. Yeah. I'm not here to appeal to the masses. Right. Well, and I'm so glad you bring this up because I think we should say that you and I are both very into honoring that because we're all so unique, there's nothing going to be universal for everyone and that everybody has their own belief. And whatever you believe is true is true for you. So, like, yeah. if someone believes in true fl- in Twin Flames then twin planes are true for them. And I think it's just fun for us to share where we're coming from. Like, we're not coming here to say we know what's true for everyone. We're just sharing what we've realized is true for us and maybe people we've witnessed so far on this life. So you know, we're not being dogmatic. Like, no, this is the truth no. on anything. It's I just, don't know what is, the truth is on sure. our truth because there is no eternal truth. I would say part of yeah. unity consciousness is saying we all have our own truth yeah. and that we want to honor that. So as part of this podcast is say... We want to keep saying this is our truth and I, how we've seen things and that you might have your own total truth. And if this is helpful and you develop, and you're going to have your own truth. No two people have the same truth probably. So hopefully we can help people keep finding out what their truth is by sharing our truth, right? And honoring yeah. this is just our truth. But well, and you know, and I hopefully think that's this the can thing help you is... in choosing your truth and our truths will never be the same. Like no, no two nobody's truths truth is going to be the same. Are the same on anything, right? And that's unity consciousness, I think, for all of us to be like, why would we expect other people to agree with us? We're all so different, especially even on things like God. We're all going to have a fucking experience that's so different that you might call it God, I might call it Jesus, I might call it the universe. I might call it the tree. I might call it nothing. I, yeah. I may not even want to talk about it. Exactly. <laughs> I may not even believe in it at all. I may right? not feel and the need to explain shit like to that. anyone. Like, and that's nobody where knows I what's true with things like God. So it's like you can't... Anyway, believe so whatever you that. want. Here's the thing. is there is no, I believe in not infringing on other people's right to live their life as they see fit. I don't believe in using physical harm to force people to do anything other than defend themselves should the need come up okay i believe in being a good person Mm -hmm. and trying to give back where you can other than that there is no there is no moral code there is no book of values Mm -hmm. other than my own Mm -hmm. that i you know as we get into alchemy and whatnot we all have our own notebooks and on life that we whether it's like 
something that we actually have in hand or something that's just in our head of my handbook of life is be a fucking good person as much as you can. Try to use common sense and realize that not everybody's going to agree with you. Not everybody's going to like you. And it really doesn't fucking matter at the end of the day. It doesn't matter. Right. And maybe we're not here to agree with each other. And I think you're helping me see what Napoleon Hill talks about. We want to help. We were into people thinking for themselves. Yeah. So we want to encourage people listening to us. Think for yourselves. We're not here trying to tell you to think like us. We're just sharing how we are thinking right now and how that's working for us. And then always think for yourself. Think and for that's yourself. my disclaimer. Think, think for, for yourself, yourself, right? That's, that's my a, disclaimer. Napoleon Hill says we just, should teach that in school. I right? think that's really good. And that's the one thing we actually train kids out of. School and yeah, religion for teaches sure. us out of thinking for ourselves. And then that's why many of us can't think for mm-hmm. ourselves and how that's like such a key in life. So I yeah, agree, I'm so glad these things friend. came up though, that we got to talk about how we do want to honor that everybody has their own truth and that we always want to encourage all of the people listening to think for themselves. That's what this is about. You know, take this in and however it helps you continue to think for yourself. And, right. I am not writing a guidebook for life. life. Let's just, let's right. just put that out there. I am not telling you to do any of the shit that I did. <laughs> I'm just telling you where I'm at. Well, or at least I will. You know, we can continue to talk about like where we've been, what we've done, and lessons we've learned along the way you know before we like wrap up and then it was like I just wanted to mention something before I forget it is that there was this really 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 fucking cool woman that I dated for a very brief period of time and she was super intriguing and very very much out of my scope of like the way I lived my life at all and she she was at a space where she did not have any sexual, physical, anything other than like a hug. That was it. She mm-hmm. did not kiss and make out. She was not petting. She wasn't mm-hmm. having sex. She was none of that unless she was on a path with a committed relationship. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't because that was her moral code. It was not because I think that that's the way it should be. It was because she was honoring her trauma mm-hmm. because she was not healed and ready to date as they say remember we were talking about like do I wait do I heal do I take this time off what's you put six months is it five years is it like it's none of those things it's where you are in life because life doesn't stop lifing and if you had a partner you wouldn't be like we're gonna put our relationship on pause right now where I go through this trauma and and it and I don't need to work and through a relationship doesn't stop happening trauma doesn't either. stop happening it might be new life happens next week or exactly yesterday exactly you don't know how how that's gonna work but I was so like in awe and have like deeply respected the way that she said listen here's what happens if if I like I really want to be in a relationship with you are you ready for that like are you ready for me to be your girlfriend and like Mm. integrating in each other's Mm -hmm. lives and her life like I said it was vastly different from mine and there was like really no real way to make that happen even like distance wise it was like oh my god that's like a two to three hour drive just to Mm. see one another and and she was just she was beautiful and she was so like into my life and me and wanting that and stuff but she was like but I just need to hold this line of I can't do any of that because the way that I get is that I'm going to need constant reassurance this is a person Mm -hmm. who made me start thinking about like attachment Mm -hmm. theories and whatnot Mm -hmm. she said my attachment is extremely anxious 
and I'm the kind of partner that's going to need constant reassurance, mm-hmm. and I've mm-hmm. been really hurt, and, you know, I've had, I've had a lot of behavior where people cheated on me and lied to me and did these things and mm-hmm. saw other people, and, you know, I would need a completely monogamous, and I would need you to know that and be mm-hmm. capable of those reassurances, yeah. and for me, I was like, wow, what a way to be honest instead of just presenting your best self and then turning on someone after you've had right. this attachment and then telling them after the fact and mm-hmm. then, you know, being happy or unhappy with the way that they related, yeah. related to it. But I was like, she gave me an opportunity mm-hmm. right. to just be like, hey, this is really what my reality is of who I am. And I want to be radically honest with you because I want all of these things and, I'm, and I want them with you. But... You may not be ready for that with me. Mm-hmm. So let's not have any of that until we really know. Yeah. And we got to know each other. She was great. Like I said, in a different space and time, definitely one of those people out there that you go, soulmates, I do believe that there's those mm-hmm. people who people who touch your soul and stay with you and stuff like that. You know, this this person who had been through so much and, like I said, lived this vastly different, very artistic, free kind of vagabond life um and how the work that they were doing on that Mm -hmm. journey and honoring that instead of willy-nilly going through life Mm -hmm. looking for love in all the wrong places you know like like she was really sad when we when I was like I can't like Mm -hmm. I can't commit to that but she wasn't heartbroken it didn't fuck her up it didn't make Mm -hmm. her feel unworthy or insecure or trigger her Mm -hmm. abandonment Mm -hmm. like we're not out here to hurt people, that like you very said. Healthy, and that I think is great to tell, also because it reminds us that part of the joy of dating and the reason to do it, perhaps not only to find their life partner or soulmate, is because you can meet cool people and yes. experience cool things. Like you learn some things. You were impressed by her. Stayed friends, her, still friends to this day. How she was handling her emotional work and awareness and being honest and how that helped. Right. So yeah, that's where it's like it's worth it. Because we could have these cool adventures with other humans. And like when you said soulmates, I love that like Abraham Hicks says that every human on the planet is our soulmate. You know, so that's where it's like, how do you, I mean, who knows what's true about soulmates, however you see life. So, but yeah, isn't that beautiful to think that's part of our why too, of like dating and being able to do those things for the enjoyment of other humans. Because other humans are rad and getting to meet someone in their story and Sometimes, and that's like, that's the way you, now she's like changed you, your life a bit, right? Like you got to hear her story and how she was She raised the fucking bars, what she did. Like, oh, there's an idea and that enriched your life, right? So that's where she it's like, how can raised we let it, the bar. how can we just enrich each other's lives through dating? I love, I love when people have, have really gotten to this level of self-awareness that they do. They raise the bar for me in dating and yeah. It made me level up in my head in so many ways. I did not verbally express them as eloquently as she did and Mm -hmm. communicate them to my partners for a number of years Mm -hmm. after she did. But it, but it, but it, it, it impacted me and it, it wasn't overnight that you can just discover that and feel free to communicate that. How brave to say those things to someone, how brave to be like. Because how many people are going to be like, I am not fucking ready for that level exactly. of commitment from Which somebody I've never even kissed. Good to know in advance. But I was going to say, also, I think you hadn't decided for sure if you wanted to be that, if that to be the case. You're like, do I want to only interact on that level or not? It's well, not that you had decided it and then you would go against it, right? No. But, um, yeah, so you've still been, but it's nice you've had it in your awareness ever since then, like, huh, 
I could just do that. See, I can fantasize you know? a life with anybody um, I date. If I've dated you, I've already put you, like, taken you and, like, put you, like, a Ken doll in my life and seen if you, mm-hmm. is this a person that, like, fits you or is this person uncomfortable? Right. Does this make sense? Right. Which is kind of, we could see as the fun of it, you know, but... <laughs> But yeah, it's interesting how it can be a mind fuck too. And Absolutely. a way that we put a, lot, put a lot of heaviness on the Absolutely. Way too much expectation. Yeah, expectation. Yeah. I think that's where it's nice to know what our intentions are with dating too. Like, when in reality, I'm are not we ready there to put kid in my life. Are we there trying to fall in love? And if we're not sure, then we're probably going to have a mixed experience. So anyways, okay. I do feel like we could call it we to wrap a close it up. soon. But um, yeah, I just... Yeah, I feel Ooh. thankful for anyone who's listened this far, and I feel like we should publish it. So we'll talk afterwards. Wow, this girl, <laughs> this girl in her but, publishing. Um, I'm like, well, let, I'm like, let's say it and then let's throw it away. Let's throw it away. Throw it in the trash. We just made like a painting right there. There's gold in there, but we can see. We'll see. Well, so we'll see if you get to listen to it. But yeah. if you did and you're here, I will not piss so on thankful. art. <laughs> and yeah, stay tuned for our own um, specific. Um, kind of channel that'll be coming through in various ways. But yeah, let's go smokable and go here. thrifting. <laughs> <laughs> right, next parts of the day. So, yeah, anything else you want to say, Stephanie? Uh, no, I look forward to being more comfortable. <laughs> well, yeah, I seem. I felt like you were seem really pretty comfortable. So I'm glad. Thank you. That's and, what makes me feel yeah. at ease. And it turns out it's weed and coffee <laughs> and right? friendship. So thanks for being with us on this. What is it? Uh, Tuesday morning? Taco Tuesday, baby. Yeah, and yeah, there's a possibility of Taco Tuesday in our lives. So uh, anyways, okay, sending you so much love. Thanks for being here. Talk to you soon, and namaste. Hey there. Welcome to the Two New Podcast, or welcome back. This is LJ, or Laura Jane, here to help you and me keep learning about how tuning ourselves can be so powerful mentally, physically, emotionally, energetically, spiritually. And so yes, that's what this podcast is about. And today I want to talk about something that ironically I don't talk about as much as I could. You know I'm a lot about yoga in all its aspects and sharing what that means, how we can use it, what I'm discovering, what I'm realizing, what I'm learning. And today I want to talk to you about the actual physical practices of yoga and what I have found to be, in my opinion and experience, the most powerful way to benefit from things like those yoga poses or aspects of exercise or movement that we can call yoga. But why a personalized daily practice is really where it's at, in my experience and in my opinion at this point. So I've been officially teaching yoga for over 20 years. And I like... Many people in the world of yoga and in the teaching of yoga learned about how to utilize some of the various poses of yoga and even started to learn that really just about any form of movement could be called yoga. And it's all about how we're handling ourselves on the inside during 
that use of the exercise, how we're integrating breath, how we're seeing it all as a form of meditation and a chance for more feelings of connection and union. So really any exercise could be called yoga. I've come to see and understand and now teach. But yeah, I, like many yoga teachers, was taught how to utilize various poses and exercises to teach a more generalized practice to a group. And for my practices as well, I was mainly doing my practices with the poses and the exercises when in a group. Although I did, I was fortunate to have teachers who encouraged me to start to bring the practices home and start to understand that that's what it's about eventually is starting to develop your own home practices and that you can go to these classes and group experiences to pick up some things that work for you. So, and many of us nowadays know through research even, and doctors are prescribing things like yoga for mental health, for physical health, for different aging, right? And we're learning so much about how things like yoga, and yes, even the exercises in the breath can be a way to even handle and resolve trauma and take care of ourselves emotionally. Of course, that it's all an energetic practices because we are energy and it's all energy. So using those poses in the breath is a form of energy work we get to do with and for ourselves. But along my journey, I started to learn how important it is to have a personalized practice and why it's so important and helpful to do something like that more like every day. And where I really embraced that philosophy and learned it was about 10 years in to teaching yoga. And you could know that I came to yoga for an interest in the mind-body aspects, but I also did have some chronic neck and back pain that had come up after a car accident in my mid-20s. And so I was also looking to utilize the yoga to help take care of that chronic pain that would kind of come and go and flare up like a lot of us have with pain issues. So about 10 years into my teaching, I got to go work with a method and a company called Egoscue, the Egoscue Method, which has now been around for like 30 years. And I happen to have had a childhood experiences with Pete Egoscue, the founder of Egoscue. When I was a child, he was a teacher of mine when I was a synchronized swimmer in San Diego. So anyways, Pete Egoscue developed this method where I got to go learn and train that is highly effective to help resolve most chronic pain issues and other sorts of conditions with the body and even things happening with the mind. But I got to learn through Egoscue how important it is and what you can do in looking at an individual and what's happening with their structure, their alignment, their left and right differences, their pain issues, their strength, their level of flexibility, their posture. And when you look and build a personalized practice for someone to use more like every day, that that is actually the most effective way to help change and address the source of these symptoms 
and to build that in as a daily regimen of a use of specific exercises that are tailored and helpful to the individual and what's needed and wanted right now and what's looking to change and and also what's so beautiful with this is when you have it personalized you can actually make it a short doable practice that maybe just might take like 10 to 20 minutes a day so for me when I started to go to work with Egoscue this was the first time I started to do a personalized daily practice and this is what resolved that neck and back pain that I had been in for 10 years. And I started to learn and share with people I got to work with, personalized practices and encouraging people to do them on the daily. And have seen amazing transformation, pain relief, pain resolution, getting back to movement, feeling very different in one's body and just having a real empowerment or over how one feels and that's what's so exciting we see that yoga helps us learn how to change how we feel kind of from the inside out but yes the importance of a daily personalized practice because yes we are also unique and the body has its own history right and different ages and stages and things it's working with and things that life can change in our bodies like having children for instance and so yes I came to see and now practice and now share that a daily personalized practice when we're talking about the mat practice and the use of exercises in a yoga way is the most effective way and the safest way making sure you're not doing too much or doing things that are contraindicated or that are going to increase any symptoms or pain but also making sure you're doing what's needed and necessary and that your practice has enough of what your body needs to resolve that pain to shift different conditions even to normalize weight right and to take care of our organs and our glands help regulate our hormones so it's pretty exciting the things that we now see that the use of these different types of exercises can do for us and when we're willing to build it in daily or more like every day we're really making sure we're giving the body enough movement and giving the body the corrective exercises that can help keep correcting what's out of alignment what's out of balance and what's creating symptoms and pain and when we're doing this each day because really the body is built to move and we thrive when we move more our ancestors moved four to five hours a day at least walking and such so building in this daily personalized practice make sure your body's getting the right movement it needs each day so like in a physical therapy way you can feel confident that you're taking care of things like your structural alignment like your spine like your hips like your strength levels your flexibility your range of motion this is all going to really change and improve our range of motion and that's how we can utilize the body in all sorts of activities whether it's getting housework done or supporting a favorite sport or activity or just helping you get through life with carrying children or sitting at a desk or a daily commute in the car which 
yes, things like sitting create some of the opposite and really a lot of the problems that we now see in the body, in the posture, in the function of the human systems when we sit too much, in which most of us are still sitting way more than the body was really built to sit. So it also helps reverse the effects of sitting and helps make sure that it's not molding us into a posture and weaknesses and and flexibility issues and more and more basically limitation is what we start to see in the body and pain and a lot of us just think oh this is just because I'm getting old right but I'm here to say here's a quote I've been saying for a while it's not your age it's your alignment and that really if you're feeling old it probably means you need some yoga in your life or some more yoga or some of the right forms of yoga and yes today I do mean the mat practice the use of exercise and specific exercises and so I love that I've been trained to help someone and help create and build a personalized practice for the people I get to work with so that they now know what to do each day and then ideally we have a few different practices at least two that are addressing some of what's specifically going on with our body, but we might alternate those practices like every other day so that the body still has a sense of variety, kind of in that CrossFit way of just knowing that if we did the same thing every day for the rest of our lives, it would start to lose its effects. So making sure, and yes, a daily personalized practice, what I learned from Egoscue, and the yogis have known this, but this is where you need to make sure your practice has these three elements for the body. But yes, it's stretching you. We know, yes, stretching is is good and helpful for the muscles, for supporting the bones and the ligaments, for our connective tissues, right? For our circulation, for our lymph systems, all of the above. So stretching is important. You also need to know and make sure that your practice has some ways that it's addressing your alignment. So you need some things that are probably realigning you because most of us are at least a little out of alignment in the structure, like how a chiropractor looks at the body. Most of us have some hip mischief going on where maybe one hip tends to get higher. Maybe our pelvis is kind of out of whack. Most of us have at least a little bit of rounding in the neck and shoulders, right? Much less any sorts of rotation and various issues which play into what's happening through the rest of the body and then is almost always the cause of our pain that if we're having any sorts of chronic pain issues and often injuries happen because the body gets vulnerable because of these alignment issues. So your practice needs to be addressing your alignment and making sure you're getting realigned each day with those exercises through some stretches and also some things that involve strengthening. So your practice needs to have stretching, realignment, and strengthening to really give your body what it needs each day But then the amazing news is, and I just continue to be so impressed with this, and this is why I, some days it feels like I'm making myself do my mat practice, you know, 100%. I often don't feel like doing it. I'd rather just sit around (laughs) or move on with my day. But I know if I do it, I'm going to feel so much different and better. And that I'm also going to feel ready to walk and run and jump and play. And if I have any pain issues, that which I don't, anymore but 
or if anything has come up or new, or if I do happen to get injured, that it's still about having a daily practice to help resolve some of those symptoms, some of those conditions. And again, that it needs to be about stretching, realignment, and strengthening. So I am here. That's what I do with people most one-on-one, as well as helping you build in meditation and mindfulness and breath work. But the importance and even the magic, I'm here to tell you, I've come to think that ideally we would each have a personalized daily practice with the use of these exercises. And then, yes, if you want to go do practices in a group, go to someone's classes, let them lead you through exercises that they think are cool (laughs) or helpful, great. But I would still vote that you have your daily personalized mat practice and that you even do that before you go to someone else's class. And then, yes, ideally we do this practice earlier in the day works whenever we do it during the day, but we tend to wake up our most kind of stiff, out of alignment posture (laughs) positions, which is, you know, why you might wake feeling not as great in the body or some of those aches and pains. Again, that you might just think means you're getting old, but I'm here to say, I do not think that's the case and that you don't have to be in pain and limitation just because you're aging. But It is about doing something about it each day to make sure your body doesn't start to degenerate or start to get weaker or start to get stiffer or start to lose range of motion or start to hurt or start to not be able to get on the floor or sit on the floor, right, for instance, much less be able to run and jump and play and dance and hike and move and just do what we want to do in the body, right? And also that the body's always ready to change. It actually responds to these exercises when used specifically and personally and daily. It changes really fast. The body's built to respond to the right stimulus and it's exciting as hell to see how the body changes. Even like some of you know, my oldest client yet was someone who was 96 years old and he was one of my most dedicated clients. And we saw such exciting changes in his body but he was willing to do something each day with these daily exercises that really sometimes will feel and and look really gentle and subtle, but it's about getting the right support in on the body. And for some of us, it might be adding in some more restorative poses, right? Especially if we know we want to be helping ourselves also with things like anxiety, stress, PTSD, or even like combating or preventing things like dwelling in depression, which, you know, I think we can see all these things are natural as part of being human, but it's pretty exciting to, to see how we can really manage these things. And that's what I have a book I'm about to publish. It's about how we can take care of our mind, mood, and mental health with things like self-care and spirituality, which is all under the scope of yoga. And so, yes, your personalized daily practice can really make a difference in how you're feeling in your mental health and in your emotions and of course just in your energy because it's it's energy medicine energy magic that you're doing to yourself each time you use these exercises and then of course making sure you're using the right ones for you right now not too much not too little just right <laughs> right and that yeah once you get moving. It's nice to kind of upgrade your practice where it's going to include some more challenge as you get a little bit stronger. 
and increase your range of motion. But yeah, the human body is awesome. It's built to heal. It's built to change. It's built to just keep getting stronger. We're not here to just get weaker. And again, if you think you feel stiff, you have less range of motion, you have pain, if you think it's because you're old or getting old, I'm going to propose that that's not true unless you're like 100 years old, okay? (laughs) That it just means you need more yoga in your life. And yes, I love all the aspects of yoga. Like my journaling is, for instance, part of my yoga. But today I'm talking about the power and magic and importance and practicality of a personalized daily practice that we can do each day. Again, it's nice. It can be really short when it's personalized. And that is one of the best and most effective ways to take care of ourselves physically and mentally and emotionally and energetically. And it's all intended to be a time of meditation and even spiritual reconnection and how we can see we're tuning ourselves like a psychosomatic complex, like one of my favorite teachers, Robbie Ravindra calls it. So yeah, we're doing so much with this use of some simple exercises each day but really when you get it just right for you personalize and when you start becoming willing to do it more like every day that's where the real magic happens is in my experience in my opinion so I'm getting ready to do my daily personalized mat practice here and I just wanted to share that with you today. I hope that's helpful to you. And if you know you could love or you're ready or you finally see why doing some yoga each day makes sense for you and why doing something that's personally designed for you makes the most sense is the safest and the surest way to make sure you're going to get what you want from your use of the mat practice. And again, when you start to build it in every day. So yes, I'm here. So reach out. You can message me here through the podcast or find me over on Instagram at tune you with LJ. I'm also on TikTok there on Facebook as Laura Jane. So you can message me in one of those places or find my link tree. But yeah, reach out and let's talk about how we can get you started. And if you only have five minutes a day right now, that's fine. We can work with what can you do in five minutes a day that's going to start getting you those results mentally, physically, emotionally. If you're interested in things like normalizing your weight, it's really exciting to see how easily this can shift when you go at it in this very holistic mind, body, spirit way, as well as giving yourself the right physical therapy. And that structural alignment really changes how everything functions and flows and digestion. Again, taking care of our hormones, really changing how we age. So I'm here and I'm putting in a boat for more of us to embrace a daily personalized practice. And then again, you can keep going to your group classes, loving what you learn there, loving the community, loving the teachers, right? And their teachings but still going to propose and stand in that 
getting personalized with the mat practice and getting daily is truly the thing. So I hope that's helpful today to you along your journey. Sending you so much love. And if you haven't subscribed yet to the podcast, do. And scroll through. I have like 40-some episodes up that are there for you. Just always what's inspiring me, what I'm learning, what I'm realizing, what I'm discovering, what I'm sharing. And I, you know, I guess what I'm teaching using this is just a fun way to get that to you so sending you lots of love until we meet again this is lj namaste